Mind Coffee with M6. Today we are having some conversation about what all's going on in the world with the tearing down of historical statues and monuments, the defacing of all of these different historical places. A lot going on with that, and we're going to chat it up. Today's guest is Dee. Hi, Dee. Hi. You feeling all right today, girl? Yeah. It's a good afternoon here on the West Coast. Well, you've been seeing the news, we all have, with all of these protests with the social injustice, and somehow it's spilled a lot into historical monuments, statues, the tearing down of the statues, as well as spray painting or defacing, and there's so many thoughts that are coming up. Is the issue whether we should have statues and monuments at all, or should they be displayed in certain places or not? I don't know. I think it's a a layered issue. When you raised this issue, I realized pretty quickly that I was able to land on how I felt for the most part. I do think you're right that there's definitely some nuance here and some layering. Yeah. It's interesting. I actually think I really do struggle with understanding people who are really upset by these statues coming down. I find this really fascinating because... I've never felt that strongly about a statue. And and I don't want to be frivolous about it because it's very important to many people. Yes. It's very hard for me to relate to, though. Perhaps part of the reason it's hard for me to relate is being a Christian, there is a little bit of like, it's just a big idol anyway. And frankly, if you can't handle it coming down, that feels like something very personal that you need to work out because it's just a statue. Amen. Tearing down the statue is one issue, and raising the statue in the first place is another. So while the statue's being torn down, is it being torn down because this person is not worthy of having a statue after him? And if that's the case, it begs the question, is anyone worthy of having a statue after them? Aside from Jesus himself, obviously. Okay, yeah, that's fair, and I think you're right that those are maybe technically two different issues. So I guess you can think someone is amazing, and perhaps they are amazing to you, and at the same time, they're awful to someone else. People are not all one thing. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And you can have aspects of yourself, your life that are not admirable, and aspects that are. Some of the problem comes with, like, the truth of the matter. And I guess even that's nuanced, right? Because it's like, who's truth? But so, you know, if you've got a statue that says, like, here stands John Doe, an amazing father to his four children, and a man who beat his wife on the regular. There's something to be said for, like, well, <laughs> that's the truth of the matter. Yeah. Should right. we have a statue to him? I don't know. But at least there's some honesty about it. It's not just like, look at this amazing guy. And then his wife gets to look and say, he used to, you know, beat me in a corner every week. Right. I think this is where the struggle for me comes in. Well, I think, too, is there's an issue of just statues in general. Because I think I start to struggle with the random, nonsensical nature of it all. Because for me, it's either do it or don't do it. You can't. You can't be all over the place. So if you're going to tear down a statue of George Washington because he owned slaves, and then you're going to not tear down a statue of, you know, the slave trade people who traded the slaves, that wouldn't make any sense. If that's the issue, then every single person who's that, they all need to go. 
Or you need to make a decision that, okay, yes, this piece was part of it, whatever the piece was, but we think this other great leadership quality is better. And anyone with this great leadership quality, we're going to have statues for them. It's like there needs to be some consistency about something. Otherwise, take them all down. Why have statues at all? Because the statues are of men who are imperfect in all walks of life, period. So if that's the case, who would ever have a statue? Yeah, I agree, right? So then you get to this point of, like, who are these people who get to decide statues, right? Right. <laughs> there's a whole there's right. a whole committee somewhere, undoubtedly, that is dedicated to putting up statues. If I wanted to put up a statue, it's like, you know, you get some committee members and you petition and, and you do it. And it's very personal, which is why you have such a wide variety, yeah. right, of, like, what I think is worthy versus what someone else thinks is worthy. Right. The other thing, too, is it might be sort of where the statue is, because I definitely think historical things are valuable. They are something that we can look upon to reflect on where we've come from and different things like that. So an issue might be where the statue is. So it might be like, I don't have an issue with you having a statue of whoever a general from one of the wars, but don't have it on public property, have it in a museum. So maybe that might be part of an issue that I don't want to get rid of all history. I just want it to be displayed in a museum rather than in a public park or at the state house or something. So, you know, I thought of this a little bit too, and the sense of um, having it properly displayed and even looking at the intent of the statue yeah. as well, yeah. right? And looking at why people put statues up. Take the Washington Mall. So you have this entire area in D.C. Absolutely beautiful. And just full of these amazing monuments to leaders of our country, right? Founders of our country. Right. And people who have made significant impact on our nation. And I look at these and they're beautiful and they're stunning and they're full of history and they make me want to learn and know more. Yes. And then there's these smaller statues in local areas, and they were put up to purposely remind the community of value systems that were being deemed illegal. So you look at, you know, like a lot of, I know in particular, a lot of statues are being brought down in regards to generals from the Confederacy. Yes. And in a lot of our southern states and towns. And there's a sense of some of these statues were put up purposely to remind people, not that, you know, General Grant was a great guy, but to remind them of what he fought for or stood for, despite having lost his battle. And that's an interesting perspective as well. It's history, and it's true, but it's, I guess maybe from my perspective, it feels very discouraging. But then there are people who look at this statue and they are filled with pride of the states that they're from. That's interesting. I, I never really thought much about the Confederate generals. It's like, hey, you know, you fought a war, you were a general, which meant you were high ranking, whatever. I just didn't think much of it. As you talk about it, though, it makes sense. I mean, it was a civil war in the United States, the Union versus the Confederacy, and the Confederacy lost. They seceded from the United States because they wanted to do their own thing, and they wanted to have slave states, and that's what they wanted. And they fought for it, and they lost. So on a certain level, it doesn't make sense to prop up the losers. They lost. It makes sense to prop up the winners, <laughs> right? Exactly. So in that case, it's kind of like, all right, there may be some place for a Confederate museum or even a Civil War museum or, you know, whatever it is, because museums are different. Okay, they don't go yeah. by the same rules. The museum is not taking a side. The museum's not saying I'm better than you. The museum is telling you what happened. 
Here's what yeah. happened. And so that's got a different value than a statue of Confederate general on the state house steps saying, you know, yay, I was a Confederate general. So I can see how right. that would be. What's the point of that? I mean, he didn't win. He lost. And what he stood for was what we rejected as a nation overall. So no. So I can understand right. that. Um, I do want to mention that too, is things that happen as we go through history, we make adjustments to things according to what's going on in our evolution. So even if there was a statue of Picasso, and Picasso is a great artist, everybody, you know, nobody's really saying he's not a great artist. Well, then we find out that Picasso wore fur. He loved fur. Yeah. He wore a lot of fur. This is arbitrary. I'm not saying he did. But the PETA, People Ethical Treatment of Animals, we're like, you know, I want to get rid of that Picasso statue because Picasso wore fur, you know, right. and it's kind of like the logic. It starts to be, OK, I understand what you're saying. But at the time when he was wearing fur, it was not uncommon and nobody thought it was bad. Everybody was OK with that. Nobody was challenging the wearing of fur. So you can't judge him by today's standards in his heart or what he was doing based on today's standards versus the past standards. So to pull down Picasso's greatness as an artist because he wore fur doesn't make sense. So that's where I right. struggle with the connections between some of this. Well, they did this back then. You know, women weren't allowed to talk back then. Like women couldn't speak. Shut your mouth. Kids couldn't speak. Shut your mouth. Like it just wasn't like that. But nobody was saying it was a problem until it was a problem. Do you see what I'm saying? And so I don't know about the way that we take today's learning evolution and the new information that we've gained and put it on the shoulders of people who didn't have that information. I don't know. Okay. So I think, and perhaps this is slightly different conversation that we pick up at a different time and we got to go into different nuances. But to your point, I think there is something to be said for what I call tradition a little bit. Mm -hmm. And to your point about the context and, and during the time, and like this made sense, right? It made sense. Again, this is completely hypothetical that we're using, of course, but right, it made sense that Picasso would wear fur during the time he did. And that yeah. doesn't take away from his artistic abilities or, or what he contributed to community artistically. But I struggle sometimes with this sense of like, no one had a problem with it then, they only have a problem with it now. And there's a certain level of just because society didn't call it out for what it was doesn't mean it wasn't wrong. True. And so there's a certain level of like, it was always not okay. We just hadn't evolved enough as a society to fight against it yet. Okay. But it was never okay. It was just accepted. And so I, I feel, you know, and perhaps this specific example isn't necessarily the best example for that point but I think that there's many things here where it's like it was never okay to tell women don't speak it was never okay for women to not be able to vote right it was never okay for um women trying to run in the in the marathon and being pushed and, and shoved it's never okay right but it happened and we accepted it at the time so I can appreciate that but so I can also appreciate the sense of like, okay, we, we you learn, you evolve, you mature, you change. We're in a place now where it's like, you know what? That wasn't okay. Fur wasn't okay. We accepted it then, but it's not okay now. Doesn't take away Picasso's artistic expression. It's helpful to put it into perspective. Like, I think part of the problem with many of the statues is the perspective. Again, 
back to my earlier example, if you want to put up a painting or, or a plaque about Picasso that kind of adjusts it and says he fervently abused animals and he also contributed to the world in this amazing way, I might not have such a problem with it. But it clouds mm. and it obscures history and people latch on to this mystical perspective of this person because the statue only represents this shiny rainbow color part of them, and it doesn't actually pull in the entire nuance. Well, that begs the question, though, then, I mean, the purpose of the monument and the statue is to celebrate whatever the good accomplishment or quality was. So to then put a whole nother section about all the crappy part of the person, it kind of defeats the purpose of the monument. Like, why have it at all then? I mean, the purpose of the monument is to focus on whatever that is. Like, you were a great uh, artist, and so... Honestly, we don't care what else you did right now. This is only focusing on the fact that you're a great artist. The rest of it is not what we're talking about right now. So I'm not sure. It almost it almost defeats the purpose of celebrating if you're going to say, yay, you did such a good job. You really aren't the greatest person in the world. That's fair. And that's probably why ultimately I come on the side of take them all down. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, because they're all idolistic anyway. True that. And that may be, a, you know, coming around full circle to back to the museum conversation. And yes, we should have all these things in museums and maybe they don't need to be out in other places. And maybe we need to have lovely statues and artwork of other things, not necessarily specific people. You know, yeah. maybe just an anonymous general or an anonymous artist or an anonymous advocate for something. You know, just saying yeah. this is... An advocate. When you believe in something, you speak for it, and not necessarily any one person who did that, but sort of. Oh, I love that idea. You know, something like that may make it more the ideal of what we're celebrating versus a fallible human who can easily overshadow their greatness with their sinful nature or their ugliness or whatever. I really love this idea, and I hadn't thought of it. And now that you're saying it, so as I was contemplating this topic and, and thinking about it, Like I said, I feel like I came pretty quickly to the sense of, like, take them all down. Just, what do we need them for? But then I do think about the Washington Mall. There are some beautiful, just incredible statues and monuments. And I think in particular about the Lincoln Monument and how powerful and beautiful it is. And he's a man and he's valuable and he's got all sorts of issues. But I love this monument, (laughs) admittedly. Yes. And it would make me sad to take it down. But I will say, now that you just kind of posed this sense of, like, maybe the focus should be not on man, specific people, but on the ideals that we strive to connect or want to highlight, I had a sense of, like, what would the Lincoln Monument look like if it was just the chair? The entire monument, but he wasn't sitting in it. Hmm. Or someone was sitting in it. Like a person, but not a familiar face. Just somebody. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And I realize I think it could be just as powerful for me. I totally agree with that. Wow. That's pretty amazing. It's funny. When you said that, I just thought of the thinker. You know the statue of the thinker? Yes. Like, who is the thinker? Nobody even knows who that is. It's the thinker. But it portrays this person being pensive and thoughtful. And it's like the thinker. You can make it be anybody you want. But it has the same, the moving, inspirational feel to it. That's cool. Very cool. Well, that's the beauty of art, right? Is that art is this abstract that can elicit all of those emotions and perspective. And so maybe that is it. Maybe the solution is pulling art into our statue. Mm. 
Yeah, that's a really cool perspective that I never thought of. It solves all the problems because everyone who sees the statue, they see what they see. They see their past, their grandfather, the person, the teacher who they absolutely adored and really looked up to, or they see the mom or the whoever in their lives. Yeah. It represents everyone's everyone. Ah, amazing. Chills up the spine. Uh All right, so now you have to go, you know, correct that. Oh, my gosh. So I guess we got to go lead a petition and such. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, this was a great talk. So I guess we will wrap it up here. Go to m6.com, m6 underscore blog for Instagram, and come back and listen to our podcast next week. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye.